And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we are going to digress a bit today. You know, it's it's funny. I end up talking less about social media and more about just business in general more often than not, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. We are going to have an absolutely fabulous program today. And to put you in the right frame of mind, I have to read this email that I got right before the interview from today's guest. So the subject line is, warning, today's interview with Chase and Chess is going to be explosive. And then the email says, prepare yourself. Your interview is going to be mind-blowing. Extra seatbelts are suggested. Strap yourself in. So, can you tell we are going to have an absolutely fabulous interview? So, welcome, Jason. How are you? Hello, Deb. It is so great to be here. Now, I got to ask, since you got the email, did you open the two pictures that were attached? I did, I did, hey, and we will hey. have to use those maybe to help promote the program because they were just very cute, <laughs> very pictures, cute, very so cute. So, I love sending pictures. I know, you know, and, and, and we'll talk probably a little bit about that when we're talking about marketing because so many people just do text. I'm like, really? Just text? No. Oh, yes, I know. Um, so before we jump into our conversation, let me tell folks just a little bit about you because there's maybe one or two who don't know who you are. I know, hard to believe, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go forward here. So Chase and Chess has one focus. And that's helping businesses succeed with their marketing. He's a marketing consultant, speaker, podcast host, author, and is known as, and you guys are not going to be surprised at this, America's marketing maverick. He's been a serial entrepreneur since he started his first business when he was 25. He's owned a record company, a group of health clubs, He's been a fitness coach to Hollywood celebrities. He has run a real estate brokerage and investment company that put him in the top 1% of agents in the country. And he currently runs not one, but two companies, including a digital SEO marketing agency and Successful Lives Unlimited, which hosts his popular podcast, Entrepreneur Marketing Mania. His next book, The Social Media Marketing and Sales Explosion, will be released in September. So again, Chasen, welcome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Are you ready to have some fun? Are we getting ready to explode this thing? Yes, and I have my seatbelt on. It's funny, I've been posting on social media that I got a standing desk, and I've been having a lot of fun with my standing desk, but I am seated, I am ready to go, and we are ready to talk marketing and how to blow your markets apart. Hey, I also want to let you uh, to warn you. I have. I, I should tell you this now in case it does happen. I have your ejection button right here, so you better be oh, nice. No. So I'm going to hit that ejection button. See how well the seatbelts work. <gasps> Is it ready? I don't know. You may try it. Okay, let's try it. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I'll do a, you do I'll have do another button. Least suspect them. That yes, I'll just go blocked. shooting off into the ozone. I know you have another button, and it to me it's an even better button. Do you have that button available? Oh, well, I've got two buttons. Are you ready for the first one? I'm ready for the first one. Here it goes. Woo! That is the ka-ching button because we want to make money, folks. That is the important thing, right? We want to make money. What's your second button? The second one is because everybody's so inundated with so much information that mm-hmm. I, I like to make things as that was easy, easy as possible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you teach people and, and you work with people to, to really get their, let's say, marketing act together. And, and I have found this to be true also is you, you know, you've got a person who's got a great business, a great product, a great service, and they go, um, my sales aren't where they should be. I don't know what to do. See, I get a little Southern on occasion now that I live here in Atlanta. And so, you know, let's just jump right in and, and talk about what you call the entrepreneur's success formula. So what is that? First of all, before you start, Deb, I always, whether I'm doing a speech or doing an interview like we are today, I always mm-hmm. like to set a tone. I learned this from the, okay. the brilliant Brendan Burchard. I always yes. have two things in mind. One is providing great content. Number two is have lots of fun. You can say we're going to have some fun today. But also, it's, I, I, it's this, this quote, how can I serve you? How can I help right. you improve mm-hmm. your business? So mm-hmm. that's the kind of the tone that I want to set. Perfect. And as a business owner, uh, and everybody listening is mainly business owners and entrepreneurs, that mm-hmm. is the number one question you have to ask yourself every day you get up. How are you going to serve your customer to where you're mm-hmm. always top of mind? So that's, right. that's the tone I'm setting for today. And number two okay. is I love, I, everything I do is with passion and enthusiasm. Yes. So for the nice, quiet you know, we're going to talk about a book called The Color Code, the nice, white, quiet engineering type uh, um, uh, minds out there that are listening in. I I am bold. I am passionate. I am enthusiastic. So, yes, put your seatbelt on. So let's get yes. back to the success formula. Um, yeah, that I think that's so important because, you know, the success formula is uh, I call it the entrepreneur success, form, success formula. And number one, it's, it's a combination of mindset and mm-hmm. set. And I think, to me, I look at the big picture. We are not here just to have a business to uh, uh, try to help people solve their problems. That's what every business does. But we're here mm-hmm. to um, improve the world in some way. And okay. I think when we start, you have the number one aspect of creating the entrepreneur's success formula is you have to know your why. If you don't know your why, why you're in business or what you're doing, right. whatever you're doing, you're going to be out of business. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, you know, it was funny. We joked about money before. And if you ask a lot of people, why are you in business? They will say, because I want to make money. I want to get rich. <laughs> okay. The, the thing is, that should be secondary. Because yep. if you are good at what you do, if you provide a great product, a great service, then getting rich or being successful or, you know, all of those other things comes from that. But you have to think about your customer first and serve them, as you said. I, I've got two girls, almost 17, almost 19, and amazing, wonderful daughters. But it's, since the time they were young, I always said, girls, anytime you meet somebody new, anytime you have any kind of a conversation in person, they have something that is like an invisible tattoo on their forehead. And mm-hmm. the first one says, make me feel important. And the mm-hmm. second one says, what's in it for me? 
Right. And every time you're talking to me, whether it's texting or uh, you know on social media, or especially on the phone or in person, you always have to keep those things in mind. What's you know, it's all about them. Too many times mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs want to go, hey, I've got this business, and you throw up all over right. about your business. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we have to talk about the whole. We'll get into talking about courting. You don't ask somebody to marry them on the first date. Right. You got to court. And, and that is so true. You know, we go to our networking meetings. We do our marketing materials. We do all of those things, and we go into them so self-centered with the what's in it for me, you know, is, and, and that's our, our mindset is I go to the I, You know, we, we go to these, these events or we market to our customers or our potential customers with what's in it for me. So let's talk about why we need to remember what's in it for them and how do people kind of switch their mindset and, and get into that I think you, you just hit the nail on the head mindset is, is, is the exact uh, word that you want to use because it's training you know we as human beings we, we are what we've learned and mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur and hopefully people who are listening to this now they probably heard mindset before and you know talking about them but then you go to some kind of networking event or whatever the case may be and you, the, you think oh I've got to make sales while I'm here Instead right. of, you know, showing them how you can serve them. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, you know, hey, and, and, you know, hey, Jason, what do you do? I, I always first put it back to them. So I said, before I get into it, tell me about you. Because once people right. start talking about themselves, usually mm-hmm. they will go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Because they forget to ask about you. So right. the, the most successful entrepreneurs I've met are people who are always asking questions to their potential customers uh, uh, and prospects to find out what's going on with them because when that mm-hmm. happens psychologically, that that person in their mind is thinking, wow, they must likely me, like me a lot because they're asking me all these questions about me and everybody right. loves talking about themselves. Right. Well, and, and that's another cool benefit of that is for people who are uncomfortable or nervous or, you know, first-timers at, at networking things. And they think, oh, I can't go in and get my 30-second spiel 200 times. <laughs> Don't give it at all. You know, as, as you said, you know, you're going to say, hi, I'm Deb Creer, but tell me what you do and how I can help you. And then you shut up. You know, and, and, and they will think you're the greatest person in the world because all you did was with, let them talk about themselves. Right. But that's why I said when I'm setting the tone for today's conversation, it's how can I serve you, the customer? So if mm-hmm. you don't want to do today, uh, our conversation is all about whatever I've learned that might be able, if you have one aha, let alone more, that can make you more money, that's what it's all about. I know. We all need those ka-ching buttons, you know, and, and, and we, we laugh about them, but it really, it comes back to that mindset. You know, it, you hear that, and first of all, you, you grin, you smile. I mean, you know, you, you hear a ka-ching, you have to smile. Um, but it is something that, it, it is kind of a cool little sound effect that we need in our own little lives. I use it all the time, and when I had doing my podcast and my interviews, so it's so much fun being on the other side of the seat because uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the boss today. I'm here just to help in any way I can. But I use that ka-ching button all the time, and everybody, I get all kinds of great feedback all around the world mm-hmm. going, oh, Jason, use the ka-ching button again. Right, right. Well, and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it is one of those things that, you know, as we go through the process, it's like we said at the start, if you are doing good work, good service, good all of those things, then that little ka-ching button goes ka-ching. And you know, now the sad thing is, I wonder how many of our listeners 
have never actually heard a cash register make that noise. <laughs> I mean, you know, you and I are, you know, we're not long in the tooth. We are far from being long in the tooth. But I remember those old cash registers that would do that noise, and it was just the coolest noise. Right. You know, I just, I thought that was cool. And, and, and I remember thinking, I want one of those. And did you get one? I didn't. I'm going to have to contact Mr. Calm and, and, and get one. Just um, Amazon. I think they're... That's true. Uh, yes. I think Joel actually, I, I, I think they are sold on Amazon now. Yeah. yeah. And, mind you, like if you come to your office, you know, somebody, if they're, if the audience is mainly entrepreneurs and have home-based businesses, mm-hmm. I do. I love it. You know, my commute mm-hmm. is 15 feet. <laughs> I love right. that commute. There's no traffic unless I run up uh-huh. to El Chihuahua. Um, right. But... Uh, uh, the first thing I can do is I can just hit that button, and that reminds me, okay, Jason, how are you going to make some money today? How are you going to serve mm-hmm. people and at the same time make some money during that? Because you're, we, we're all in business to solve problems, and when right. you provide great content and great value to your audience, your target market, man, you hear mm-hmm. that going off all the time. Right. You know, and, and it is about serving other people. You know, we, we, we've been kind of joking about that, but it is, it is so true. And, and so talk to us about the entrepreneur success formula. How do people get into that mindset of, I have to serve people? I, you know, and, and, and I, I mean have to, not I'm going to, I want to. It's I have to serve people. So, t- you know, tell us what the entrepreneur success formula is. Well, like I said, the first part of it is you have to know your why. And I've disrupted right. a lot of people when I say that because they're going, well, they, their head kind of turns like that, if you remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since we're both 29. Uh, that old yes. RCA, the dog with the old uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, megaphone, whatever the heck it was back in the 40s or 50s when TV first started. I'm not that old. But mm-hmm. um, uh, you have to know your why. Two great books. I said, I'm a bookaholic. I'm going to be na- mm-hmm. ma- making some suggestions on books. Uh, one is uh, The Color Code. Uh, uh, and that's about kn- knowing your customers and knowing mm-hmm. your customers is going to give you your why. We're going to get into that right. later. Number two is um, Janet and Chris Atwood wrote a great book called The Passion Test. If you've mm-hmm. never taken The Passion Test before, beautiful people, the huge bestseller, millions of copies sold all around the world. Everybody mm-hmm. should have that in the library and should be reading it every year or so. You, once you know your why, you get up in the morning going, oh, my God, I am so excited to mm-hmm. get out there and do more value. So that's, you know, that's step number one in the, uh, that uh, entrepreneur success formula. Uh, number mm-hmm. two is, is, the, is getting more of the whole mindset. Like you said, you, as part of your why, you have to get up in the morning with that enthusiasm and that passion uh, mm-hmm. and to just get to work and not, not drag yourself to work, but know that you are making some amazing contribution to the world that's going to help either your customers and or other businesses, whether you're B2B or B2C, have them have their problems solved in a great way to where you're going to become top of mind and they're, they're giving wow service. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're always going to be referring you to other people because a, a lot of businesses, they, they're, they're called transaction businesses. They do one sale mm-hmm. and they leave their customers alone. That's a huge right. mistake in today's social media marketing uh, world mm-hmm. is once you get somebody in building your list to stay in touch with those people because if you're giving such great content and value that they are always going, wow, that was mm-hmm. awesome. And that's one of the questions you have to ask yourself when you are writing content to be put out there on social media or any of your marketing. If it does answer the, wow, that was awesome and valuable, you can mm-hmm. get more likes and shares and comments and your content will more likely go viral and you're going to build your list faster. The bigger your list, the more you can monetize your different products and services. 
Right. Well, you know, one of the things that people always ask me is, I don't have a wow product. You know, I, I sell insurance. I, you know, I'm, I'm a mortgage broker. So right. how, and, and I'm of the mindset, and, and I think you are too, everything has a wow factor. Sure. So how do you get that wow factor in, say, industries or services that don't typically overwhelm people and, and make them go, oh, wow? Well, Let's get back to uh, having the right attitude. That's part of your mindset. Half mm-hmm. of your time, you know, when you're learning new about marketing tools and tips, like you know, spending time listening in today, mm-hmm. uh, the mindset starts first. When you've got the attitude that you are awesome uh, versus just kind of doing your business, you know, day after right. day, a grind or the, you know, in the rat race or the, the hamster on the wheel. When you have that enthusiasm and passion, it changes your attitude, and hopefully you can tell just by my tone of voice that I'm definitely mm-hmm. passionate and enthusiastic. You have to, even that's maybe not totally your, your personality style, you're more of that kind of engineer, quiet, analytical type, that's okay, but you still have to bring passion. That's why I start off with a big why, because when you know your why, you can't help but be passionate and enthusiastic mm-hmm. about what you're doing. I don't care what you do. I remember this story one time. Was a, I think I saw it on, on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> lovely Facebook. And it was about this video about this guy. They actually did a quick little video uh, uh, about this uh, guy who collected trash. He, he ran mm-hmm. the dump truck. And he always had, he would go and he'd hop out to the trash. He saw the neighbors. He'd, he started getting to know the people's names. because on the same route over and over again. Mm-hmm. And he was always saying, how can I serve you? And he would hear people's stories and stuff like that, and he was like the best gar- the dump- dumpster guy or garbage mm-hmm. man the world has ever seen because he had the right attitude. Right. Well, and if somebody tells me, well, gee, I sell something boring, it's like, do you think it's boring? And if they do, okay, that's a totally different problem, but hopefully they don't. You know, and, and, and it's funny because usually they do have a passion. And so you delve a little deeper and, you know, let's, let's use insurance as, as an example. Sure. You know, they will say, well, you know, it's a boring subject. Okay, well, do you have passion? Well, yes. Why? Because I get to help people make their teenagers safe. Okay, that's a pretty good subject, you know, and, and so it is about finding those wow factors. And, and you know, I, I feel bad for the people who don't have wow things and, and you know, and, and they, you know, we, there are those things and, and there are certainly things that we do every day that are not wow things. You know, I have to do invoices tomorrow and I'm sorry, I think that's not really fun. But, you know, it's more often than not, we should have that wow thing. So it is in figuring out what the hot button is and and why you got into it you know more than likely you didn't get that job just to get that job you know there there unfortunately are those type of of situations but that's not who we're talking to you know the the people that we're talking to are the people who want to be successful they you know maybe they're carrying on a family tradition or you know they they really do have a passion for helping people and so that's where I tell them to take that step back and figure out how they can help people. And, and we're just going to keep hitting on that, you know, this, this whole program, because it's, it's, as you said, that is the why. You know, we're, we are wanting to help people with whatever it is that you're doing. Well, one thing what you just talked about reminds me of when you're, you know, dealing with your, 
your customers or your prospects. And mm-hmm. if you're not showing that wow enthusiasm, they're in the back of their mind kind of going, well, if they are enthusiastic and passionate about what they do, why, first of all, why are they doing it? And then right. why should I deal with them? Because the, the one of the amazing things about the internet, it has made everything so competitive. You put in a key mm-hmm. for insurance, let's uh, say Denver, Atlanta, whatever market you're in, and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to pop up this plethora uh, of dozens and dozens of different insurance agents and insurance companies. Right. And if you are not top of mind, and when you speak, mm-hmm. see, in that business, you have these conversations, and uh, you have to show that enthusiasm and passion to what you're doing. If not, mm-hmm. maybe you're in the wrong business. Right, right. You know, and, and you can find that passion and that enthusiasm. And, and, you know, and, and then sometimes there's almost the opposite of that. You want to, you want to help people so much. You know, I'm, I'm still, for some reason, on the insurance mind track. And there's a person here that, that I network with who, uh, you know, we get together every couple of weeks. And, and he always has an example of something that, that happened. And one of the examples he was talking about one time was a family who did not have enough life insurance. And that they were going to lose their home. And he literally had everybody in tears. You know, and, and but that was partially because he was he felt that pain also. And so that passion that he had to help people, you know, it, it wasn't this woohoo. It was I want to make people safe. I want to make them secure. And so, you know, it's it's just another example of you know what you might be doing to, to tap into that passion. What I was thinking is every time you put content out there, you always want to share a story. Uh, Mm -hmm. Peter Goober, the the head of Mandalay Productions in Hollywood, wrote a great book called Tell to Win. Tell to Win. And it's Mm -hmm. all about using stories in your content because people relate to stories. It's not the facts and the figures, which is so, you know, because insurance can be very analytical. Right. Like Mm -hmm. in the finance business that you talked a little bit about uh, Mm -hmm. in the beginning. That – you uh, you have to have stories, and so my suggestion is, as, as an insurance agent or whatever you do, just go to YouTube or Google mm-hmm. and look up insurance stories, or you maybe right. even tear and look at the keywords, you know, insurance tearjerker stories, things like that. Mm-hmm. And when you can use those stories in your uh, um, conversations with your public, then mm-hmm. and, and integrate it into the whole you know sales process and the sales mm-hmm. funnel, um, people react emotionally to those stories right. and you make a much better connection. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the best examples that I can think of of a company that tells stories is Budweiser. You know, <laughs> we live to see their commercials. Right. You know, it, now it's become the thing where, you know, they, they obviously have the big Super Bowl commercials. They're probably one of the biggest advertisers, if not the biggest. And they, they now release them early. And they do the background YouTube videos on how they made the stories. And, you know, and, and yes, we all recognize the Clydesdales. You see a Clydesdale, I don't care where it is, it's in the field, it's on TV, and you think Budweiser. But now it's, you know, the lost puppy or, you know, all of those things. And they tell a great story. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and the companies that have done that successfully over the years – are really the ones that tell the stories. You know, I'm I'm thinking of uh, I, uh, it, it was a butter. One of the the it's, they sold butter, and you never saw more than the hands. But you know, it went and this was a series of commercials that lasted several years, where they the the people courted and then they got married, and and it was just here was the butter and here were their hands, and then they and then eventually 
there was a little baby hand that came in. <laughs> and, you know, that was that was cool. You started watching the commercials to see what was going on. Yeah, anytime you use babies and dogs and cats, you know you've got you know, a, a committed audience there. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and, and you can tell stories. I don't care what it is that you are selling. There's a story behind it. You know, whether it's, you know, somebody used my product and they're a success or they didn't use my product and, you know, there were these bad things, all of these things, you know, and, and, and test them out on people. You know, stories. I, I interviewed somebody um, on my program who works for the University of Missouri and he uh, has to promote his uh, researchers. And he said, you know, this is some of the most dry stuff that, that you can even talk about. But he does what he does calls the brunch theory. If he can go to a brunch with any of his friends who know nothing about what the subject is and make it sound interesting for them so that they care about it, then he knows he's got a great story to pitch to the media. And that really is what we need to do. You know, if you can't get your spouse, your kids, you know, the other people you work with, your people you network with, if you can't get them involved and invested in your story, then you need a different story. Absolutely. And one of the things, speaking of social media, um, is if you're trying to test some things, uh, you know, if you, for people who love marketing and the A-B split testing, things like that, if you have a story, uh, put something on your Facebook, either business page or possibly even your, you know, a lot of um, business people use their profile page, uh, mm-hmm. personal profile page to do a little bit of a, a business promotion too. Right. Put, put mm-hmm. it out there, put, you know, put a link on to a story that you find from YouTube and then do a little split testing. Do you, do you like this story mm-hmm. or do you like this story? And then you right. keep on giving them five, ten different stories over a period of time. Find out which is the best story, the top two stories, mm-hmm. and then use those in your sales funnel. Right, right. Well, and you can also use other things. One of the, the, the kind of new hot in things are the just a, a, an image that has a phrase on it or a saying. Sure. And you know, sometimes we make fun of those. I remember, especially when I first started on social media, you know, the people that had the kumbayas that they had to post every day. I'm like, really? <laughs> but you notice that's what gets people's attention. I, you know, I, and, and, and part of that is because, you know, all of the social media is text, 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 text. Ooh, picture. <laughs> right. and, and so it does catch your attention. But you could be telling your story that way also. Well, here, here's a quick plug. Uh, one thing, I've got an unusual first name. is Chasen, spelled C-H-A-S-E-N, and then the last mm-hmm. name is Chess, like the game of chess. Uh, for anybody who's listening who wants to become a friend with me, please do that and, uh, and let me know that you uh, met me through uh, Deb's uh, interview today, uh, conversation today on Mile High Radio, that um, you will see that almost daily I will start my day with what I call an attitude quote and picture. Mm-hmm. And I get all kinds of likes and shares and comments because of that, because I'm part of my role in life, my, shall I say, destiny, is to try to improve the world, make the world a better place, which we all kind of talk about. But mm-hmm. using Facebook and other social media, it's a way you can do it, and you can test every time you can judge by how many likes and comments and shares you got by how much they associated with that particular uh, uh, kumbaya share. I start right. every day on Facebook and my personal profile uh, that way, so... Please, anybody listening, please uh, join me uh, on Facebook, and I'd love to connect with you there. And you see mm-hmm. my kumbaya every morning. Right. Well, and the the you know it did used to be where people just found whatever and posted it. Right. But now they're really thinking about it, and you know, and I tell people just don't post it. Talk about sure, it. Um, you know, there's a, a friend of mine who is uh, a radio announcer. 
And he always posts something that is, he, he is, is a very devout Christian. And so he always posts a Bible verse. Sure. You know, that's, that's nice. That's great. But then he talks about why it was important to him that day. Right. And what I love about that is it does what we all should be doing. It generates conversation. So, you know, maybe it was top of his mind because he had a bad day or he had an absolutely wonderful day. You know, all those things that comes back to that story. You know, we're, we're telling those stories and we're sucking people in and we're getting their stories. And then we know, ka how we can help them. <laughs> Hey, I'm so trained. <laughs> well, that's an important thing. When you're doing social media, you always want to ask a question. If you know, I said mm-hmm. this friend of yours who was posting a, a, a Bible quote, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most importantly, for people who may be not Christian, they you say, well, you, but they, they might not like the, the quote, even though I'm usually they're amazing quotes in the Bible. It's right. the mm-hmm. most popular book ever created. But mm-hmm. uh, by telling a story and you make that emotional connection there, mm-hmm. anytime you can make an emotional connection with a prospect or a customer, you know you're increasing that stickability uh, right. and you're going to more likely have a raving fan that loves mm-hmm. your wild content because of the story. And But my suggestion is always post a question at the end, what mm-hmm. do you think? Or something like that because then yes. just that one question, if you're not ending your post with a question mark because you're asking them a question, then you're, you're losing so much power of what you're mm-hmm. posting because that, that, that can make it go more viral. Right. Well, and one of the things that I have really noticed on social media and in blogging also is sometimes people seem to think that they need that permission Um, on my blog. And I've been bad. I have not been blogging recently and certainly not like I should be. But, you know, I I blogged and I blogged and it was just going off into the ozone. And I'm like, oh, you know, nobody ever comments. When I ended my blog post with, please comment below, they did. (laughs) <laughs> and even though that field had always been there, when I said, or when I, when I asked a question, you know, maybe I had done a list, you know, of five things. If I said, you know, provide me with your favorite or, you know, all those things. When we give them permission, they will respond. Absolutely. And you, you, you just, yeah, I said, you're opening it up for the work. And most people, once again, what's on their forehead, make me feel important. Mm-hmm. What's in it for me? When you ask those questions, most people look for an invitation to, shall I say, throw up on you because right. we, um, especially if, if you're a home-based entrepreneur, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're sitting in front of a computer and you're not having a lot of social interaction and we all, we're all social creatures. And that's mm-hmm. one thing about, you mentioned, you kind of, we were both joking about the, uh, the, the textaholics out there, the youth of today, the they don't know how to be on the phone. They get mm-hmm. clapped on the phone, but, but they, they know how to text. And right. uh, they are textaholics. And I think that's, that's what, as they, that these teenagers and 20-something get into the corporate workplace, if they choose that route, they are going to have a more difficult time because they are, their communication skills are not what they should be because mm-hmm. that's what's happening to society. Don't get me started, Deb. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, and actually I want to take a, a – going to kind of go off on a little side thing because this was something that we, we talked about before the show – is that part of those communication skills are so necessary because we are always marketing and selling ourselves. And all these people, I don't like sales. I don't want to be in sales. I am not a salesperson. Get over it. 
You know, we it is what we're doing. And I don't care if you are the barista at Starbucks or Donald Trump. We are always selling something. Um, so what tips do you have for people to get over it and, and really start embracing the fact that this is something they have to do? Well, first of all, I want to talk, when you talk about the word selling, selling is so commercial. It's, you know, and that's right. great because my, our, our, our audience right now is mainly entrepreneurs and business people. But mm-hmm. for just selling is so much, if you put it into the personal relationship aspect of it, instead of using the word selling, use convincing or negotiating. Ah. Kind of the same difference. Because mm-hmm. I, mean, I always see people say, like you said, oh, Jason, I'm not a good salesperson. Well, I always ask them, are you married? When I think they might be, instead of seeing a ring on their finger. And they're going, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm married. I said, you are an amazing salesperson. <laughs> so um, we, everything we do uh, when we're talking, any kind of communications with, you know, our, even with our pets, we're always not just selling, but we're, we're convincing and negotiating. Right. And that really is selling. So don't. You know, just uh, you know, put the selling word to the side and replace it with uh, convincing and negotiating and, and maybe just getting your way because we're every day and in every interaction we have, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it, as you said, it doesn't matter what it is. It is something that we are doing. And whether it's we're trying to convince someone about our point of view or that we're right and yeah, that they're wrong. Uh, or obviously to at least think about buying our product or service. We are, we're convincing them. And sometimes we're convincing them that, and or we're being convinced that they're not the right market, you know? And, and so we, we briefly talked about that. How do you find and develop your target market and, and your target audience? Well, that's a good question because as part of this uh, whole entrepreneur success formula, one thing I talk about is so important is having a marketing action plan. When I okay. go to events and do any keynote speeches or, or talking to people you know, online during webinars, things like that, um, I always ask, I ask people to raise their hand if they have in writing a marketing action plan. Uh Oh, I'd have to put my hand down. Okay. <laughs> You're fired. Um, so <laughs> oh, that's the eject button. <laughs> Donald Trump, you're fired. No, so um, I think it's so important because your your marketing action plan, which is you know one of the most important aspects of this entrepreneur success formula, it is your compass, it is your map, it is your GPS of telling you where you're going, not only long term but you know also today, this hour, this minute. Right. So uh, when I was getting ready for this you know this conversation today, I put some information together because I wanted. Uh, a map, my GPS, mm-hmm. of where you know, I wanted to get certain conversations or certain points across. And so number one is you have to have this marketing action plan, and uh, uh, that's so important. So it has to be in writing. It can be as simple mm-hmm. as a page. Just Google marketing action plan or marketing plan. You'll get a plethora of information on, you know, uh, there about how to do it. It doesn't have to be this complicated 20, 20 page, 30, 50 page thing that you're selling it to the Shark Tank. Um, mm-hmm. You just, if this is for your own guidance, it's your own map. So number one, you uh, have to do your marketing action plan. And as part of that, we always talk about your why. Uh, and then the further parts of that is there are the four M's. Number one uh, M is message. Number two is your market or who your avatar is. Number three is your media, which platform you're going to use. Is it Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever? And then also the fourth M is to be able to measure it. And you use that through Google Analytics or any other type of other analytics uh, software. So we're talking about how do you get to know 
who your target market is? Great question. Hugely important question. Because for, for all the entrepreneurs that watch Shark Tank, I'm, I'm an avid watcher of Shark Tank. It's one of the few TV shows I do watch. But I'm addicted to that show because one of the questions they always ask is, you know, who's your target market? What are your sales? Mm -hmm. And, well, who's your target market? Because a lot of times when they get a little bit confused, you know that they don't know who their target market is. You have to have, you know, what is called your avatar. And your avatar is your one particular person. Let's say your target market is male, um, mm -hmm. approximately 34 years old, lives in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, uh, is uh, maybe an entrepreneur that has a bicycle shop. You have to know everything about them. It's so easy to do because all you got to do is go to Google and LinkedIn mm -hmm. and Facebook and uh, those platforms, and you just put in uh, who your first of all who your competition is. Your competition is going to give you all the answers to who your target market is. So let's say you own a bicycle shop. I live in the Boulder, Colorado area. So in bicycle, <laughs> there's are tons of bicycles. It's like mm -hmm. being in uh, in Denmark, in Copenhagen. It's bicycles everywhere. Um, that um, if you've got a bike shop here, you have to know exactly who your target market is, what their income is, where do they live, uh, everything backwards and forwards. You can find that all on the internet by just simply, mm -hmm. like I said, number one, going to your competition, finding what's on their blog, looking at their website, uh, see, look at their LinkedIn information, and then when you go there, you're going to see different groups that are participating in the in your competition. You'll get able to go on different forums. They use those keywords for, let's say, bicycle shop, uh, you know, specialized in certain, say, Trek bicycles, a more high-end bike. You can put in mm -hmm. Trek bicycles and find out everything about, you know, who's buying Trek bicycles. It's all on the Internet. It's amazing. Right. Well, and sometimes what you might be figuring out is, you know, you're not just the bicycle shop. You're the bicycle shop who caters to women who are riding with their children. Then you have fine-tuned that target market so well that, you know, it, sure, you might sell a bike to somebody who's getting ready to do a road race, but that's, that's not who you're wanting to go after. And I think that's where so many business owners get caught up in the, I have to try and sell my product to everybody who will buy it. Well, you know, even that the big behemoth companies of the world don't do that. You know, Starbucks is not for everybody. Walmart is not for everybody. And they know that. And so they don't even try to market to people who more than likely aren't going to buy their product or service. And and the cool thing about doing all this research is you might find one of those unexplored and underserved niches. And then you can really just market the living daylights out of it. Right, and that's why it's so important as part of that once again that entrepreneur success formula is when you know your target market backwards and forwards, and uh, it's like you know them as well as if you had a twin, you know them that mm -hmm. well. Right. And what they're what they read, the magazines, the books, the articles, the the hobbies they have, where where they go to church, what their faith is, etc. You know everything about them because when mm -hmm. you you dive that deep, then what you were talking about is really long tail keywords. And for right. people who are not in the um, internet marketing realm, a long-term keyword is it's usually three or more words that you're putting in that you're Googling. And instead, mm -hmm. of, if you put bike in, B-I-K-E, you're going to have a uh, the uh, information, the amount of people there be in the millions. But if you, right. if you said uh, women bicycles with children in Boulder, Colorado, 
wow, that is a long-term keyword, long-tail mm-hmm. keyword, and you're going to narrow uh, who, what you're searching for so intimately that mm-hmm. you're, you, you'll find your target market. Right. Well, and you mentioned, you know, having them as that avatar. And, and so that is that image. And, and Jason, you're going to love this. I actually have two. Now, I home office, too. And so sometimes you kind of forget, uh, you know, who, who's out there. <laughs> I have two dolls that I bought that, for me, represent who my target market is. And they sit on my desk. And when I am writing, I'm looking at them. And so I am thinking, this is who I'm writing for. And so whether it's that you have a doll, that you have a photo, that you have whatever, that, you know, in, in many cases, that really helps to keep that focus. Because, you know, if, if you're selling the bicycles to mom, well, you don't want to all of a sudden be writing for the 30-year-old boy who's never, 30-year-old boy, 30-year-old man who's never been married. Right. You know, that's, you just really need to, to keep that market in mind and do whatever it takes to do that. Absolutely. Now, once again, that comes back to just you, know, you. Anytime you're starting a business, one of the most important things you have to know is, and it might once you do your investigation and your research, you might find out that you might not want to do that business because right. it's not of a market enough of a market. If you don't have decent competition and something you're searching for, like it's it's so brand new that no mm-hmm. one knows about it, and you have a huge education. Once again, on Shark Tank, when they do bring out new products or services, going. Well, that's so new, it's going to cost you millions of dollars to educate right. the public. Mm-hmm. They all go, eh, you're fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as as uh, Kevin says, you're dead to me. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, you absolutely have to know, and I love your ideas of the dolls. I actually have two pictures of uh, mm-hmm. people that are my avatars on my desk. So you have dolls, I have pictures, that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least we have them. I mean, right, most, right. this is like I said. You know, if who, how many people have a, a marketing action plan in writing, and so mm-hmm. one of the things I want to jump in there with, you have to review that weekly. Right. Mm-hmm. To have it and put it collecting dust someplace doesn't help you. It's like mm-hmm. you, you're, you're trying to go from L.A. to New York City without it, and you forget to take out your map after you looked at it in L.A., you're going to get lost. You have to right. look at your marketing action plan every, at least every Monday to see mm-hmm. where your GPS is, is leading today. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's why you have to do all this research up front before you even start business. Now, I'm sure most of the people who are listening right now are already business owners, and they've got their insurance company or their or salespeople in insurance mm-hmm. or financial services or real estate and mortgage, anywhere the case may be. But um, uh, you just you before you start a business that way, you have to really know your target market because you might discover it's something that you don't want to pursue because. You can't monetize it. Mm-hmm. It's a big aha moment right in the right. beginning. Right. Well, and as part of that, you know, speaking of, of monetizing, you'll know the numbers. You know, and, and so if it's a thousand people, that's a very different price than if it's ten people. Um, you know, and, and you know, or a hundred thousand. You know, that is kind of where some of that comes in too. Plus, how do you reach them? You know, are they and and you know Figuring out where to market to them is probably one of the, the best things. I had uh, was talking with somebody yesterday, and he said, you know, I'm not really on social media. What should I do? And I said, is your target market on social media? Right. And he kind of gave me this <laughs> look. And then I said, okay, and if they are, where are they? You know, are they primarily using Twitter? Are they primarily using Facebook? You know, I'm, I'm obviously a big proponent of LinkedIn. Sure. But if the people you need to reach aren't there, 
then don't spend your time there. You know, I, I laugh about, you know, when we see television advertising that, you know, is like, really? Who did they think was there, was watching this program right now? Um, you know, they, somebody talked them into the, the wrong type of, of commercial here. You know, maybe it's, it's a sci-fi thing and, and the commercial is a sci-fi movie and the commercial is for children's toys. Well, the people might not, you know, that's not a good mix. So really think about where you're going to market, you know, and, and how to, because, you know, I, I, we only have 28 hours in our day and you know, we, we only have limited resources. I know, I know. And, and so we have limited resources. So how are we going to best use those resources? Right. Well, that's what I talked about with the four M's in your marketing action mm-hmm. plan, message, market, media, measure. Um, right. The third one, media, you have to know your platform. You have to know where your target market hangs out. Mm-hmm. And on, from a social media perspective, are they on Instagram? Are they using Instagram? Are they on Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, on YouTube? You have to. You have when you're doing your research. That's from the questions in the back of your mind. Is where are they hanging out? Mm-hmm. And you go to the groups that you can get, uh, like on Facebook, or whatever, um, and uh, and the forums you can uh, connect on online. Once you start studying those people, you'll they'll they'll talk about where they're at. Oh, I did this on Facebook, or I did right. this on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you just become a great listener, mm-hmm. then you'll 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 be getting a lot more ahas because you're you're cons- you're conscious of looking where which platform which media your uh, your target market is using. Right, because you and sometimes say, some some of these big companies spend millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with their TV uh, spend and the, and the radio spend, et cetera, that uh, uh, if they if they if all the market is online and they're spending all their money in print, they're wasting all the money. Right. So. And sometimes you have to actually physically go to some of those places. Um, I interviewed Ted Wright of Fizz, and he wrote this great book on word of mouth marketing. And one of their clients was an um, Paps Blue Ribbon Beer. I almost gave the wrong brewery. Um, and so, you know, and and he said, you know, to, to go to where people drunk, drunk, <laughs> drink, well, Paps, maybe drunk. I've been drinking Paps, but, to, you know, that's a very different type of establishment than, say, somebody who drinks wine, you know, and, and all those. And so they had to figure out where were those consumers, you know, and, and so that's very important, too. And and same thing with your networking. Are you networking in the right places? You know, you might have great friends at some events, but if they're not going to either A, buy your product or service, or B, tell other people to, then cut that line off and, and you know, be friends with them on Facebook, but use your time better elsewhere. Right. Well, part of that we, what we're talking about is, if we're going to narrow it down, is asking the right questions. Yes. And uh, if you're asking the right questions, I think it was Tony Robbins that first said, you know, the person that asks the right questions is mm-hmm. the winner. Uh, people mm-hmm. asking the wrong questions, you're just, you know, once in, you, you've thrown away your GPS and your map because right. you're just not asking the right questions. So when you're asking the right questions about who your target market is, and that might, you, you sit down on your computer or a pad of paper, whatever, whatever you know, source you want to use and you write down all these different questions and then you kind of narrow it down maybe talk to a few business associates and get their feedback on what what mm-hmm. is the right questions then you you invested a really s- smart time because they, right. the questions are so important and 
so many times what you think are the right questions aren't the right questions. So, you know, I'm going to add another M to your to your plan, and that's modify. You know, we have to be willing to change and, you know, and and adapt and, and figure out, ooh, you know, that really didn't go over there. So I need to make changes to this. And and so, you know, maybe it is that you're asking the wrong questions. So modify what you're doing in order to be successful. Yeah, another great book I can recommend is The Lean Startup. And in The Lean mm-hmm. Startup, one of the most powerful things I've learned from that book is, Every entrepreneur starts with a certain idea or concept for a product or a service. But you know, when you said um, the the other M word, which was uh, what did you just use, uh, use the modify modify um, mm-hmm. I, the word that they used in the main startup was pivot. Mm-hmm. As an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, you you throw some stuff against the wall, and then you get feedback, and you're going, well, that's not exactly what we had in mind, but hey, that makes more sense. We might make more money and satisfy more people. Right. Let's pivot, modify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, pivot is, is, is an instrumental word that every entrepreneur has to use because as an entrepreneur, we have to be flexible and we have to be mm-hmm. pivot. Um, mm-hmm. not, you know, it's, there's a fine line between being so persistent and, uh, and going after what your product service is. But if your target market is telling you eh, wrong answer, you need to pivot because here's what we're really looking for. You have to be mm-hmm. smart enough to be a good listener and, uh, and pivot. Right. And that comes back to what we were saying at the very start. We have to ask people, what do you want? How can I serve you? Um, you know, one of my favorite authors is Bob Berg. And sure. he's always talking about, you know, how, how can we provide that extra value? How can we go above and beyond? And what I love about Bob is it's not that you're going above and beyond and being taken advantage of. You know, he's, he's all about you got to still be making money. This is not give stuff away. And, and, but it is about how can we give that exceptional value so that people do come back. And it's, it's exactly what we said at the very start. You have to ask them, how can I serve you? What do you need? Right. Bob is a great guy. I've, I've actually been recently introduced to him. He's going to be on our podcast, Successful Lives Unlimited, uh, in about two weeks. And uh, the two books, the most popular books, is The Go-Giver and Endless Referrals. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, uh, Bob is a very sharp man and a great person to listen to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it is all about, as we've you know, been saying several times, numerous times, over and over, it is about serving others and providing them with what they need. You know, and, and we're not talking about the base needs. You know, this is, this is not food. This is not water. But even if it is, it's what's the better food? You know, what, what can we do? How can we enhance and, and make somebody's life a little bit better today? And when you talk about the whole service thing, uh, if you know the name Dr. Wayne Dyer, one of my favorite authors, mm-hmm. I actually recently had a chance to meet and talk to him a little bit. When I first saw him talk 20 plus years ago at a, at a conference back in California, he started his talk with how he prepared mentally before he came out on stage to give his presentation. And he would mm-hmm. always find a nice, quiet place and almost go kind of, kind of a meditative situation. He would ask, shall we say, the universe. Uh, he'd repeat this over and over again. He'd show me, he said, Show me how to serve today. Right. Show me how to serve today. Because when you have your avatar in mind and you're servicing them, and I, I read my affirmations every morning. It's part business, mm-hmm. it's part personal, and part of the, of the top of my affirmations is show me how to serve today. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that shows in talking to you because 
it is all about how you can help other people. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're not, if you're not, shall we say, in a very uh, uh, politically correct business way, servicing people correctly, then uh, <laughs> then you're you're going to be out of business. You know, right. Uh, you you might love knitting, but if you're mm-hmm. not providing amazing wow value, because like I first started when we started this conversation, um, knowing who your target market is, providing those, the value to them, and solving their customers. The internet is so competitive. Social media marketing is so mm-hmm. competitive. If you're if you go to Google and put in your keywords for whatever your product or business is, and you know you, you not even don't show up on the first page, you are lost in space. So right. it's so competitive. You have to provide be providing such an amazing product or service with a, such a great attitude and passion for what you do and servicing those people uh, on a daily basis. You're going to roll over backwards, jump over mountains to please them. Mm-hmm. Um, then somebody else is going to do that. And they're going right. to get the business and not you. So that's well, and the cool thing, wow. when you're providing that phenomenal product, that phenomenal service, that great customer support, you can charge a premium. People are more willing to do that. And, and it's funny, I, today I had a, a great example of that. I, you know, several months ago needed new tires. The closest place is Discount Tire. I spent a little bit more, but I got the warranty. Good thing I got the warranty because I had a nail today. Uh-oh. And I went in within an hour. The tire was repaired. We, I was out of there. Three or four of them came up, shook my hand, thanked me for being there. What else can we do? And so what do I do? I get back. I immediately post on Facebook. Hey, these are great guys. I paid more for those tires, but I got excellent service. Sure. And for the smart people that are using social media, for example, our mutual friend Joel Com, you know, New York Times mm-hmm. bestselling author in internet marketing and different aspects. Um, he just posted something. He's been in a conference, uh, some IBM conference in uh, I think it was San Diego. He's staying at the, mm-hmm. the Hyatt the downtown uh, near the Marina in, in San Diego. And what they did was sent him some, uh, so just some beautiful little, specially wrapped box of chocolates. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and of course, because he was getting that wow service, uh, he posted something on Facebook, and Joe has mm-hmm. a very big list, mm-hmm. and uh, that went all over the place. You know, just a conversation I had with uh, Ted Rubin, uh, mm-hmm. who's his whole uh, theme is re- his book Return on Relationship. We were talking about that, and he, he when he has a bad experience, he's such a um, uh, a thought leader in internet marketing, mm-hmm. and he has a huge list also. You want to make sure those people are really catered to because right. they post something, good or bad, it goes mm-hmm. out to literally um, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people. And then there's the whole ripple effect. And, you know, Oh, did you hear what Joel Kahn just said? Did you hear what Ted Rubin said? And then it's passed along in a viral way. Boy, if you're not giving um, – uh, reminds me of that book uh, Tony Shea wrote, who was a, a head of Zappos until he sold it, uh, Delivering Happiness. Um, mm-hmm. It's all their, uh, Zappos was so well-known, still is, for their amazing customer service right. because they provide wow service. And if you're not doing that in your business, somebody else is going to, and you can be wondering, you know, you'd be left in the dust going, well, why did mm-hmm. that person instead of me? And that's get, getting back to, it, you know, absolutely knowing that you are the best of the best of the best in your niche because that, mm-hmm. that will get out there in referrals. 
Right. Well, and maybe it is that you are that you have a product or service that that doesn't have that wow factor. You know, it, it's the insurance, it's the knitting, it's whatever. If you have that passion and you really make somebody think that they were special, then it overcomes the, oh, gee, this was a boring product or service. Um, you know, it was tires that I bought. You can't get much more boring than tires. But those gentlemen at that store made me feel special. And I, you know, obviously won't hesitate to go back there again. So it's that that they made that wow factor. They, you know, and I'm putting that in all caps, in bold, in, in quotes, they were the wow factor. The product wasn't the wow factor. Now, you know, granted, it didn't go flat and all those things, but the service that I got was the wow factor. Right. And that's it all. It comes into part of getting back to the entrepreneur success formula towards the end of it is all about that follow up. And uh, mm -hmm. like uh, Jim Collins book, Good to Great, uh, you have to do it could be insurance. It could be mortgage. It could be real estate, something that is, you know, a little bit kind of dry. But mm -hmm. it's the attitude that you take and the, the follow that you do and make, make sure you have an incredible CRM system uh, in your relationship databasing. So when something happens, you uh, – here's a perfect example. Do you know the name Kevin Knebel? Yes. Okay. Nicest guy. Smart I know. Guy. He is. Don't you love Kevin? And he wrote mm -hmm. a great book, The Social Media Sales Revolution. Everybody should read mm -hmm. The Social Media Sales Revolution. And actually, when I lived down in Monument, Colorado, he lived about a half mile from me, and we didn't know each other. But we oh. know each other through social media, and now we're right. buds. But mm -hmm. what he did is after every time I do an interview on my podcast, uh, Entrepreneur Marketing Mania, that um, I always send out a little gift to my guests. And guess what? Mm -hmm. If I just, and you know you're interviewing me, you're still going to get something special. So uh, it up for you. So what Kevin did is he sent me a personalized, he's got this nice personalized stationery, and he sent mm -hmm. me a, just a really nice card that said, Chasen, you're a class act, da-da-da-da-da-da, which was very, you know, so many businesses don't do that, but when you're giving mm -hmm. that kind of um, Ritz-Carlton, that Zappos-type customer right. uh, uh, appreciation, that makes them feel special, whether it's a handwritten note or like Joel Com got at the Hyatt Regency, uh, he got those special chocolates. And then he then he used you know social media to you know, expand on it you know just mm -hmm. a simple card let alone a phone call right we just take 15 seconds and mm -hmm. uh, well, one thing that Kevin Kimball also does every day he starts his day handwriting 25 thank you notes that people mm -hmm. he's been in touch with over the years because he's a top top dog in the LinkedIn uh, marketing mm -hmm. arena and uh, he writes 25 handwritten thank you cards to people that he wants to stay in touch with because every time you go to your mailbox, it's usually junk mail. And when you get a right. thank you card, an unexpected thank you card from somebody that's totally unexpected, that's giving wow service. So it might mm -hmm. be insurance, it might be kind of dry, but you can still give wow service by how you follow up. Right. Well, Jason, yes, holy cow, uh, we have filled the hour. Can you believe that? And we just scratched the surface, which, you know, that, all that means is we get to have you on again. Um, and so be, before we go, though, I want to make sure that you tell people again how to connect with you and how to find, especially your podcast, because you have had some wonderful guests. So how do they find all that information online? Well, first of all, I've got to thank you, Deb, for having me on. It's always my pleasure to share some of the, the things I've learned over the years. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, well, you're welcome. Starting uh, to get hold of me, my the business I own is Successful Lives Unlimited, and that's L-I-V-E-S, SuccessfulLivesUnlimited.com. The podcast right there, 
like yourself, I have the pleasure of uh, having conversations with some amazing, our, our niche is mainly marketing and especially mm-hmm. my marketing. And uh, to be able to, you know, pick these brains, these people uh, that are, that normally charge $500 to $1,000 or more per hour and get it for free by being one of our subscribers, uh, just like everybody listening to to your content mm-hmm. uh, and the guests that you interview, it just it's just an amazing thing. So just go to successfullivesunlimited.com. And the last thing I want to end up with is, of course, as part of your entrepreneur success formula, everything that you post online has to have a call to action. Right. And so I'm going to give everybody a call to action. Okay. So number one is, of course, go to Successful Lives Unlimited. You'll be able to listen to all these different uh, amazing uh, uh, content with uh, these uh, great marketers. Uh, and that's free. I love free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff, especially when it's so valuable and there's all right. these benefits involved? But also, for anybody, I've got this uh, hopefully very good book coming out called The Social Media Marketing and Sales Explosion. Some right. people in the last few years have talked a lot about social media marketing, but they haven't talked and really connected the sales aspect mm-hmm. to it. And those are my two uh, uh, focus points in my career over the last 35 years is marketing and sales. So it's combining Perfect. those both. So I have that coming out in early fall. It's due in September. So anybody wants to connect with me, you can go to, uh, once again, SuccessfulLivesUnlimited.com. We have a, a contact tab then our footer at the bottom. Just uh, shoot me an, uh, a message there and just say, you know, free book in it or Jason, <laughs> send me your free book. And of course, leave your email and yes. uh, there's your call to action. I will send you a PDF of the book when it comes out for free. Perfect. And it's uh, great benefits there. Definitely, definitely. Well, and, and we will have you on again when you have the book out so that we can talk about it. Maybe between now and then we'll have you on again, too, because you have such great content. And so this has been fabulous today. I hope everybody did have their seatbelts on, that they were blown away with this content, because it's it really is so important. And so thank you again to Chase and Chess for being my guest today. <laughs> Yep, I we all have one. to think ka-ching. <laughs> As business people, we want to have businesses that really provide value, but we have to monetize. We have to make a living. So that's yes. why I love the ka-ching button, Deb. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're wonderful. You're delightful. You're an amazing host. So thank you for having me on. Well, thank you. And for those who aren't connected with me, why the heck not? Um, and it's pretty easy to find me. It's just debcareer.com, so D-E-B. K-R-I-E-R dot com and all my social media links are there. And until next time, everyone have an absolutely fabulous day. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.